I couldn't have got myself out of this situation. So once I published that book in 2015, it changed my entire life, literally opened up doors to take me, you know, all around the country and world, you know, sharing this story of domestic violence and being wrongfully accused, but more so the redemption of how God brought me out. And so that literally opened up the door to um, ghostwriting and publishing. And now, you know, what, three, four years later, I've, I've ghostwritten over 25 books. Turn it up a little louder. Put yourself, put yourself on. What does that mean? The how to guide to self-made success. Turn this up, fam. Turn up right now. Free smoke, free smoke, hey. Free smoke, free smoke. The bobbypan.com, that's Thank you. All my money is rich. Welcome to your hustler's how-to guide to self-made success. I'm your host, Bobby Penn, and here's another episode of the Put Yourself On podcast. If you're unfamiliar, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Very important topic and subject matter, as we've heard lots of cases of Me Too and incidences of toxic masculinity, catcalling. Uh, There's just so much going on in the news right now that this subject matter is timely and oh so important. So I'm very excited to bring to you another perspective and another way to tackle such an interesting topic. And I, I do hope that anyone who is affected by domestic violence will find inspiration from this story. For many, home is a place of love, warmth, and comfort. It's somewhere that, you know, will be surrounded by care and support and a nice little break from the busyness of the real world. But for millions of others, home is anything but a sanctuary. The U.S. Department of Justice estimates that 1.3 million women and 834,000 men are victims of physical violence by a partner every year. Statistics say every nine seconds, a woman in the U.S. is beaten or assaulted by a current or ex-significant other. Here's another shocking statistic. The number of U.S. troops killed in Afghanistan and Iraq between 2001 and 2012 is 6,488, right? The number of women that were murdered by current or ex-male partners during that same time frame is 11,766, according to the Huffington Post. That's almost double the number of people that were killed fighting in a war. People who are in an abusive relationship will stay with their partner for a number of reasons. For instance, their self-esteem is destroyed. Um, There's a cycle of abuse, meaning that the honeymoon phase that follows physical and mental abuse makes them believe their partner really is sorry and does love them. Sometimes it's dangerous to leave. Women are 70 times more likely to be killed in the weeks after leaving their abusive partner than at any other time in the relationship, according to the Domestic Violence Intervention Program. Sometimes they feel personally responsible for their partner or even their own behavior. They maybe were made to feel like everything that goes wrong is their fault or they share a life. Marriages, children, homes, pets, and finances are a big reason victims of abuse feel they can't leave. Here's some tips on how to identify domestic violence. Has your partner hit you, beat you, or strangled you in the past? Is your partner possessive? They check on you constantly, wondering where you are. They get mad at you for hanging out with certain people if you don't do what they say. Is your partner jealous? 
Now, a small amount of jealousy is normal and healthy. However, if they accuse you of being unfaithful or isolate you from family or friends, that means the jealousy has gone way too far. Does your partner put you down? Do they attack your intelligence, looks, mental health, or capabilities? Do they blame you for all of their violent outbursts and tell you nobody else will want you if you leave? Does your partner threaten you or your family? I'm sorry, I got to pause here and say I think about Fabulous yelling at Emily B. in that video. Obviously, we don't know what happened and his um, trial is underway. Emily did drop the charges that were pressed against him, but the state decided to pick it up. And there are four counts against him right now. So I do hope that the truth comes to light and that everyone involved is safe and gets the help that they need. Is your partner physically or sexually abusive towards you? If they have ever pushed you, shoved you, or hit you, or if they have made you have sex with them even when you didn't want to, they're abusing you. So I definitely wanted to, to share those signs of domestic abuse um, so that if you are experiencing them yourself or if you notice them in a relationship of a loved one so that you can intervene and, and help them find help. There are so many resources locally and nationally. So please be sure to look that up and get the help that you need. There is a national domestic violence hotline one can call or you can visit the website for more resources. The phone number is 1-800-799-7233. Again, the national domestic violence hotline is 1-800-799-7233. Visit thehotline.org for more information. Now, without further ado, I am elated to bring to you a colleague, a friend, and a domestic abuse survivor, Miss Natasha T. Brown. When I first met her in about 2011, 2012, I met her as an entertainment publicist representing some of the biggest acts in Washington, D.C. and beyond. I continued to keep up with her and follow her. And I just remember how jarring and in a good way it was when she released her debut book, 10 Blessings of Betrayal, A Spiritual Journey of Rebuilding Through Tragedy. This is a tale of not only her experience as a domestic violence survivor and some of the traumas that she experienced once she left the relationship and decided to speak out about it, but the way that she approaches it is inspirational. Instead of talking about all the negative points, she shares the blessings, the scriptures, the inspirations that God dropped on her heart as she was going through this. I think it is a very imperative book for anyone who's experiencing domestic violence as a source of inspiration or caretakers, loved ones who are trying to help your friends or family out of these situations. Um, from her publishing her own book and doing speaking engagements and being extremely transparent about her story, she has set free others who have similar stories or different journeys that they want to tell as a ghostwriter and publisher. So without further ado, I'll let Natasha tell you more about herself. Hey, Natasha. First of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about this podcast and how you are going to inspire people. And so, yes, my journey has evolved a lot. And so now, actually... Um, I'm pretty much a writer and also a publisher, and I launched a company called Elo High International Publishing and Media, and we basically write books, publish books, build media, um, and distribute media that advance the kingdom of God. And so um, the journey getting to this place was quite interesting from, you know, domestic violence and having God sit me down and tell me I needed to write my story. And then from there, opening up doors in ghostwriting and publishing. And then from there, you know, starting brand, a brand strategy company. And then finally, God has just kind of told me how he wanted me to, you know, just kind of move forward. So I'm really excited about how everything has gone. 
Yes, yes. And I'm so glad that you um, mentioned it. So, of course, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, um, and that is absolutely why I timed this uh, to to have you on during this month. So please tell me about your first book. Um, I feel like this was the pivot. You, What made you feel the need to tell the story when you did, and how did your sharing your own story and freeing yourself help you grow a brand new business? Yes, absolutely. So that that was the pivot, um, Lauren, and it was kind of like, it was literally the moment. Like, it was, if I could look back on that time, now the way that I would describe it, it was just like a fork in the road. And either you can choose um, the, the option of life, which um, for me it represented, it, it was sim- symbolic of me writing that book and, and really just being brave enough to publish it and tell that story, or I could choose the life, um, a, the path of death. And for me, that was, you know, staying in the place that I was, you know, still holding on to relationships that were toxic and abusive and being comfortable in a business that I really felt like I was a prisoner to. So domestic violence, to me, for me, it started in 2012, and I was with someone that I had known for a really long time. Um, well, I would say not a really long time, maybe three, three or four years, and we had um, rekindled our relationship, and it turned it, it turned into something that was just very unexpected, and it started as just a push down the stairs, and just me, you know, accepting that turned into just craziness. And so fast forward in 2014, um, this same person was in a very serious incident, and I happened to be there. And long story short, you guys have to get the book, but long story short, someone tried to actually kill him, and I was there, and I tried to stop it. And, you know, my goodness, I ended up being wrongfully accused of that crime and crimes against him, which, of course, you know, wrongfully accused. I was on this trying, you know, they they almost had me on trial, felony indictment. Um, It was just crazy. And so after the, the charges had been dropped, I was still very angry and bitter. And what happened was, God told me, I I prayed. I finally was like, I kind of just humbled myself and just prayed and said, what do I do to get rid of these feelings, to get rid of this anger, to get rid of this bitterness? And he told me to write. And to me, I mean, I didn't think of it as anything big because I I was a writer anyway. So I thought that he wanted me to just journal. And that's what I did. I started journaling. And from there, that those journal entries turned into him revealing my journey in the form of blessings. And so the book was called 10 Blessings, or it's called 10 Blessings of Betrayal, A Spiritual Journey of Rebuilding Through Tragedy. And that book is not really um, as much about domestic violence as it is just a spiritual journey of, like, transformation, but it does touch on domestic violence. But domestic violence got me there because God told me to leave that relationship years prior to you know, when this crazy situation happened, but I was disobedient. I didn't leave. And so I found myself in this situation that I couldn't get myself out of. God literally had to get me out of there like 
miracles um, through this situation from, you know, just attorneys being able to afford an attorney that, you know, the average person wouldn't afford and just that person being my advocate and just different situations where God showed up and I couldn't have got myself out of this situation. So once I published that book in 2015, it changed my entire life, literally opened up doors to take me, you know, all around the country and world, you know, sharing this story of domestic violence and being wrongfully accused, but more so the redemption of how God brought me out. And so that literally opened up the door to um, ghostwriting and publishing. And now, you know, what, three, four years later, I've I've ghostwritten over 25 books. And so it's just been a, a blessing. Absolutely, absolutely, including um, God Made Me Wait by Sherelle Duncan from the viral, you know, wedding couple Forever Duncan. So um, tell me more about why it's important for you not only to be a publisher, not only to help other people share their stories, but specifically to do so with a, a, a Christian message or a God message in mind. Um, so for me, it's important, one, because it was a directive from God, and I realized that that's the missing piece, like where, you know, if the the word tells us that if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to me, meaning if Jesus would be lifted up, if people literally, like he was referring to him being on the cross and lifted on the cross, but Jesus on the cross symbolized so much for us as believers. It symbolizes freedom. It symbolizes a new life. It symbolizes resurrection. And that's what it does. Like when we lift up the name of Jesus, when we share the stories of how God brought us through something that was impossible that the world says was impossible it gives the next person hope it um saves people you know the word also tells us in revelation um i want to say 12 11 you know we overcome we're saved by the blood of the lamb and our testimony so the test Testimonies, the stories are so key in not saving just ourselves, not just, you know, getting to the next level for ourselves, but helping the next person get to the next level. So a long time ago, before, you know, all of this happened, God told me that I was a communicator for Christ. And so what I thought that meant was, oh, I'm, I share you know, I share stories about God. I, at the time, I was a volunteer at my church on the social media ministry. So I, I likened it to that. But over the years, he's expanded that so much. And until finally, he um, told me, you know, like, you're a publisher. Like, you actually have to distribute these stories, not just write them, not just, you know, help other people, not just be behind the scenes, but you're a speaker. You have to speak these stories. You have to publish these stories, like, internationally. And I, um, I recently had a chance to go to Israel, and that trip changed my life, and God as I was on that holy land, God was literally speaking to me, like, do you see why what you do is important? Do you see why distributing media, sharing stories about how I can turn a situation around is important? Because Israel is a place where, you know, most people don't believe in Jesus there, but there is a way to still reach them with God's love. And so that is the same everywhere we go across the world. Like there are people who don't know Jesus. There are people who never even heard of him. But when we can share how Jesus turned our lives around, saved us, then that will then inspire them to believe. Wow. I love it. And congratulations, international speaker girl. You better go off. <laughs> Thank you. 
um, so I feel like sometimes those of us uh, uh, say when we get a calling, sometimes we don't know how to monetize it or we feel like we're not supposed to monetize it. Um, can you help me or help us understand, like, I guess, how to truly accept the blessings, right, and, and not be a martyr of sorts? Is my question making sense? you get where I'm going? Yeah, I do. Um, okay, so I sometimes in interviews, I don't want to sound like super spiritual because I know that people are listening who may not believe the same thing I believe. Um, but for me, it was literally surrendering. And I posted something about, like, it said one God idea is better than ten good ideas. So when God gives us an idea, he's going to fund that idea. He's going to bring people around to give us, like, to give us things that we couldn't get on our own. So one thing that really made me shy away from the whole brand builder tag and um, even business is because I feel like brand building oftentimes creates idols. It create it makes us our personal, like, we, we uplift ourselves. We look to ourselves mm. or we look to these people that we see on social media as the way to get to the next place. When really all of our attention can be focused on God, can be focused on Jesus, can be focused on what he's trying to tell us. And then at that point, once we get that God idea, we don't have to tarry like the world tarries. We don't have to struggle. We don't have to strain. Not saying that it won't be challenging seasons, not saying that it won't, that everything will come easy. That isn't what I'm saying because we have to work like it depends on us but pray and believe like it depends on God so we don't ever stop working we don't ever stop hustling and I don't like that word either but we don't ever stop you know grinding we don't ever stop building working doing what God has put in our hands like literally working and you know taking one step in faith and then you know seeing what happens and and we have to suspend fear um so one I would say not not be afraid of what you have in your hands not be afraid of what you know you have you have the the ability and the possibility to do a lot of self sabotage comes from fear um and so fear mm -hmm. of man so <laughs> that's the biggest fear as also all, like often what is created through social media and branding is like we fear man we fear what will people say like what if they don't like this post what if no mm -hmm. one likes these pictures what if people don't like this new film or this documentary that i'm producing what if people don't like my book so we don't publish we don't go forward we we are fearful of man so we have to stop being afraid of men stop being afraid of human beings and literally just believe god believe god on his word that it's going to be okay it did not make sense for me to publish that book, Ten Blessings of Betrayal. I was talk I was a publicist. Like I had been on NBC, Fox, you know, all these radio stations, not just, you know, for my clients, but even for my own work. It didn't make sense. People literally called me and was like, you're crazy. If you're going to tell people all your business, no one's going to want to work with you anymore. You're a publicist. Like, how does that look? I got death threats <laughs> literally on my phone, wow. on social media. Like, it did not make any type of sense for me to do it. In the world's eyes, it didn't make sense. But guess what? I did it anyway because God said do it. It was like I was sure of it. And I wasn't even that, that tight with God back then. <laughs> but I wasn't. But it was like he told me. It was like I knew that. It was like this divine being that said you have to do this. And I did, and it changed everything. So I just, I just want people to trust God. And if you don't feel like you know God, like he's so accessible, like he's so accessible, the word, you know, pray 
creation. Stop attributing things to the universe. Like stop like the universe is a creation. It's something that God created to provide for us. The universe is not the source of your blessings. The universe isn't gonna give you your new idea, your big idea. God is. And so that's who we have to tap into and stop being afraid of man. Yeah, stop being afraid of man. I really I value and appreciate that. Um so give us some idea as to how you surround yourself with um, a support system that keeps you going when times get hard, as well as potential clients, right? I feel like sometimes we don't know entrepreneurs or people that are pursuing some sort of passion. We don't know how to surround ourselves with the people who truly want what we have to offer. So speak to that, please. Yes. So, um, okay, so your first question is surround yourself. So. Um, one thing that God taught me through certain tragedies in life is that he does put people near us that want to, that care about us, that love us, right, that want to help us get um, to the next place. And so I've identified those people in my life, and oftentimes it's to trust. And this, again, is counterculture to the world because the world tells us no new friends. The world tells us we can't trust nobody. Um, the world tells us not to let our guard down. The world tells us not to expect anything from people. All of that, are, all of those things, I had to literally allow um, the word, the truth of the word to dismantle those lies. Because the truth is, if you trust God, then you don't have to worry about not trusting the next person because you know God is going to protect you. So I had to realize that I had to stop having that attitude, like I can't trust people, everyone wants to hurt me, because I've been hurt. Like I was in a whole violent relationship that tried to take me out. So it's very, it was very hard for me to trust people and let them in. One thing is we'll notice things about people and we'll notice that someone might not have our best intentions in mind. And so we, we shy away from those people versus attacking it like Jesus would. Jesus never, and we have to remember that we're dealing with, we're not dealing with flesh and blood in people. We're dealing with spirits and principalities. So when we mm-hmm. identify a spirit in somebody that might want to do us harm, most of us cower back and we um, we shy away from those people when really we should love them even more. Because once you identify something, it really can't hurt you unless you let it hurt you. You know what I mean? And so what we can do is just attack it with the word and pray and really love people despite, you know, what we feel um, like that, that, you know, despite what we feel, we have to just really live by the word. So that's number one, but identifying those people who really have your back and spending more time with them. Um, my pastor says, like, you know, I hang with people who have my answers and get away from people that have my problems. So there is a point where you have to Ooh. cut people off when you know that they're not good for you and they don't want to change. Like, not, I'm not saying, like, you know, commit suicide and be around these people or let people, you know, hurt you. That's not what I'm saying. But I like trust God that He's gonna bring people around you that that need that need you well. And when you identify those people, cultivate those relationships. You know, me and my friends who are all on the path to millions. You know, we pray together. We really like hold people account. We hold each other accountable. We don't have offense. So, like, my friend is doing something crazy. I'd be like, yo, that's that's real horrible right now. Like, one of my friends is really big on visuals, and I'm not that, like, I'm not, I don't care about, like, curated Instagrams, right? But one of my friends is, and so she'll be like, okay, that right there is, like, totally off with your with your brand. Like, you really need to fix it. And so she'll, she's that person that we go to 
when we really want to make something pretty. You know, some people, when they, like some of my friends, they know I'm the words person. So when they want to, you know, make something sound good, they come to me. So being able to identify who's in your life for what reason and using that and really sharpening iron, sharpening each other. That's number one. And then to get clients, honestly, I just think we need to be authentic. Again, we look to all these experts, these social media people, these brand builders, you know, we look to to, to other people for um, how we create our own businesses and our own visions. Um, but we're really just operating off of other people's revelations when we do that, which is fine to a certain extent, you know, but we have to really spend that time, I believe, with God to really become who we are supposed to be. Like, everyone was created to be something and created to do something, to do an assignment. Some people have multiple assignments in their life, and it's already written in a, in a book of life book of life that God has already designed before the beginning of the world for us. We have to just tap into that and figure out how to become that person that we were created to be instead of trying to be everyone else. So to get clients, I just think that we need to become more authentic and also just figure out how to package it and share it. And that's where you call in the experts. That's where, you know, you get the consultants and the brand strategies, but it's, it's not before you know who you are, not before you know why you know you created you were created and until you know just keep going and like one step at a time and what where you feel pulled you know because I didn't know that I was created in this moment like I'm not even saying this is the end for me like who knows if I was really you know if my end destination is to be a publisher and a ghostwriter but I'm going in like the steps forward so I might have started you know in pub and PR or journalism and then went to PR and went to marketing and, you know, started doing this and that, but it's all on the same path. You know what I mean? Like as a storyteller. Mm -hmm. So we just kind of have to be authentic and go where we're supposed to go in this season. Because I think another time, like another thing that we do is we put so much pressure on ourselves to be the ultimate person that we're supposed to be. And that's not how it works. Like life is a journey. So, you know, someone, we're looking at someone's step 10, and we're still at step two when that person went through all the, the growing pains that we went through. So we're not going to be the perfect people that we were created to be off break. It's a journey. And we have to give ourselves that, that grace to grow. Yes, grace to grow. I like that. That's something that, honestly, I struggle with sometimes. I'm, I put so much pressure on myself. So, girl, that was a word. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Um, so what are you working on right now? So right now, my publishing company, we just published um, Destiny Derailed by um, gospel artist, Grammy-nominated gospel artist, James Fortune. So we are pushing that book. We are in the process of putting that out. Um, that's on a professional level and then also has some other books in the works and some more authors that we're pushing out. Um, Miko Kelly's book, Love Is Not Pain, um, that book comes out soon. Bashe Williams' book, uh, Dear Future Wife, publishing that book. And he has a really popular Dear Future Wife blog. So um, look for that book. So we're publishing books, producing books. And also I'm working on some books of my own. But then I'm also in school. I don't know if you, you know this, but I'm back in grad school. And so working on a degree as well on the personal side and just really trying to become, mm-hmm. you know, stronger in the word and, um, you know, just, yeah, all of that. <laughs> Go, girl, go. I am so proud of you. I 
like I said, have enjoyed watching your evolution. And again, not only how you're impacting and, and shaping your own legacy, but you're helping others who, who probably wouldn't be able to tell their story in the same way without you. So thank you for sharing your gifts with us, for sharing your wisdom and your passion for Christ. Um, where can everybody keep up with you online? You do amazing lives and you're, you're very active on social media. So if you like what you're hearing, guys, please make sure you follow Natasha. I promise you'll change your life. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. Thank you. And yes, I am at Natasha T. Brown. Um, Natasha T. Brown on social media everywhere. And if you just visit me there, you can get to all the other entities and brands and, and the work. <laughs> yes, yes. If you think you have a story to tell, contact Natasha. She can help you, I promise. And until next time, this is the Put Yourself On Podcast. Okay. <laughs>